Welcome to the Diojo Podcast. 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 <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Just want to uh, calm your concerns. I don't have coronavirus. I just coughed. It was just a cough because I strained my voice doing the intro, trying to impress you, my friends. And um, just as a way of a PSA, because the more you know, you may have noticed that my cough was muffled. Why was it muffled? It's because I vampire coughed. What is a vampire cough? Well, even pre-COVID-19, there's this thing where if you have to cough, especially during flu season, you put your mouth inside the inner portion of your elbow like this <coughs> and you cough. That way you reduce the cross-contamination from your airborne spittle connecting with those around you, friends, family, co-workers, or random people in the grocery store. It's a nice thing to do. And so now, even more so with COVID-19, we're learning vampire cough plus six feet of separation helps reduce that exposure. So all things we probably should be doing regardless, much more washing of the hands during flu season, much more attention to, you know, conditions and not exposing our friends and fellow peers to those kinds of things. But uh, know this, uh, you're safe for now in the sense that there's not increased exposure for COVID coronavirus being SARS-CoV-2 being transmitted through the radio. This is not a radio. This is a podcast, internet, 5G. Oh, wow. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a conspiracy theory that 5G could be spreading coronavirus. If you ascribe to that and you have a 5G phone, you might want to get off immediately and reduce your exposure. If you don't believe in such conspiracies, um, you could be at danger. But also, um, that is, it ties in a little bit to our guest today, the Rick Dancer. If you lived in Eugene or grew up in Lane County, you probably recognize that name, Rick Dancer, as the face of local news. He was with KZI and KVAL, the ABC and CBS affiliates, for many, many years and um, was known as a very compassionate, uh, passionate person who pursued stories. So when I met Rick in 2017, um, that I believe would be Rick 4.0. So I don't want to give away too much of what we're going to talk about, but Rick 1.0 would be his illustrious media career. Uh, the face of local news in Lane County. That's Rick 1.0. We'll talk about Rick 2.0. There's a surprise in there, so I don't really want to give that away. That kind of ties into our current state of affairs. Um, Rick 3.0, he had a bout with cancer and defeated that. Um, and that's given him a lot of perspective on you know even current events and, and how to approach things, which he talks about, and became... Uh, when I knew him, you know, a fitness fanatic and um, also just kind of pioneering ways to utilize Facebook Live to promote local businesses. And um, he'll get into that in our interview. You can read our prior interview with him on my website, thediojo.com. Look up interview with Rick Dancer. 
and uh, he just has a real unique approach to continuing to innovate and adapt himself to the times. And he talks about that again in our interview. So I don't want to give away too much, but uh, our, our purpose was talking about, you know, kind of some of the aspects of media and how they approach pandemics and, you know, the distribution of facts and those kinds of things. And also as an entrepreneur, you know, his perspective on how business was pre-COVID-19, what he's doing now, and then what he's going to be doing, how to adapt and innovate moving forward. So I think you'll be inspired. It's a, it's a great, uh, Rick is very gregarious, um, you know, and uh, if you watch the video, you can see, you know, why he's, um, you know, attracts people to his brand, you know, whether that was uh, in his media career or, or now in this entrepreneurship phase. So thank you for listening to the Diojo podcast. As always, our goal is to interview our friends in the um, property restoration, construction and insurance industries and communities to, you know, learn from each other how we can shorten our learning curve for professionals personal and professional development. You know, that's our goal, develop intentionally. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Rick Dancer. And uh, here we go. All right. Well, we're here with Rick Dancer of Rick Dancer Media um, down there in uh, beautiful Eugene, Oregon. And um, so uh, Rick, you and I met uh, back when I used to live in uh, the promised land of Eugene <laughs> and, um, and then moved, uh, moved up to Seattle. We actually became friends shortly uh, you know, before I moved. So Yeah, I was kind of disappointed when John took off. I was going, oh my gosh, you're the first person I've met in years that I actually relate to. <laughs> and now you're going to leave. Yeah, it's like yeah. a bad breakup or something. What yeah. did I do? <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now we get a, it's a good excuse to uh, touch base uh, via uh, conference calling, right? And explore the technology. So um, I, I, I'm very interested, uh, you know, your background was in traditional media, right? You got into journalism in the, the mid 80s in Oregon. Uh, you started in Coos Bay, correct? Started in Coos Bay and radio, yeah. and then for yeah. about six months, then went back to TV, which is what I was trained in, and okay. then I did television. So I had an internship back in the, the Mount St. Helens blowing up days oh, wow. um, at KGW TV in Portland. Then I oh, got yeah. my first job at a radio station, then I was in TV from then, from 85 through 2008. I was okay. a main anchor, a reporter. Yeah. Um, I, I loved my job. Yeah. I, didn't like the, I didn't like the business, but I loved my job. Well, and, and, and so you did go to school for journalism. You're one of the uh -huh. few people that, that you went to school for something and, and was able to find and make a career in what you set out to do. Yeah. 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 And so you were, uh, and, and still, um, I didn't know that when we met, but so many people after we met and I posted some pictures, um, you know, uh, that you, for many in Lane County, you were the face of the news. Uh, you had yeah. been at Cave Val. KVAL, which was the CBS affiliate, and then most notably moved over to KEZI, which was the ABC affiliate, right, until 2008, yeah. so. Yeah, I was a weekend anchor at KVAL. I was a main anchor at KCBY in Coos Bay, then I came, okay. and that was their, their satellite station, so then I came to yep. KVAL, and at KVAL, I was the weekend anchor, and then I moved over to KEZI, and I was the anchor and a yep. reporter, because I, most people didn't do that, but yep. I had enough, um, uh, what are you going to call it? Um, power, I guess. Yeah. That I never wanted to get off the street because I didn't want to be a pansy 
news anchor just sitting yeah. there reading the news. So I'd yeah. always go out and do stories because that kept me aware of people and what they were doing. And I think that's what really kind of connected me to the community was the reporting. The right. anchor face was just a guy on TV reading, but they knew, oh yeah, he was at my school today. He did this, he did that. Well, so I guess a lot of people are frustrated with traditional mainstream media. Um, you me know, too. <laughs> yeah, feeling like uh, it, it's hard to, if you want to take common sense approaches, you want to get the facts. Um, uh, you, you really got to do your homework and that's not news to anybody. Right. But, um, so in your experience in doing the news for over 25 years, had you covered anything like this COVID-19 or like a local disaster and, and, and how the news approached that? Well, back in the day, I covered the, uh, Thurston high school school shooting. Yeah. That was one of the early ones right after Columbine, it was Thurston and that blew us, I mean, into a whole new world. So yeah. it was, you know, we had national media coming in, CNN coming in. And back in that day, we had a staff of like 30, 35 people. So we had the people and the time to really do the research. And so you had CNN and stuff, not necessarily CNN, but some national news were actually sneaking into hospitals rooms to try to talk to victims. Oh, so it, they made us look really good as local news people, because if we had done that, the community would not have put up with it. Right. And, and so, and, and like I said, we had staff, we had mature people working there. We had people that knew the community. So um, we covered it really well. And, and I don't mean that just, I'm not just saying that. Go, oh, right. Great. I'm just saying even the community said our local media did a great job. Respectful. Right. But see, John, what's changed is you have people that are just, you know, I don't even, I don't even know locally if, if, if puberty is a requirement. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got these young people coming in and they're not bad people, right. but they don't, they're just getting stuff off the wire or whatever somebody fed them and they're regurgitating it, never taking it into a critical thinking kind of mode or saying, you know, yeah. how is this, what, what's the bigger picture here? Because I think yeah. we've created a media now that's just about sensationalizing things. You and I were talking earlier, Trump or no Trump, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying, I don't want to, right. But the president's talking today, and I'm trying to hear, like, because I want to know as a business owner, right. what's $1,000 going to do for me? So I'm trying to get some facts, and all the reporters are asking questions on is whether or not one of his staffs called the virus Kung Fu virus. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best you can do? Right. I mean, this is your reality as you're just trying to find out if somebody said something stupid or, but, but, but what about the people out here like me? We're trying to find out, um, is the National Guard coming in? Is my, my, am I going to be able to pay my bills next month? How are you going to help me? Is my mortgage company going to have to stop paying? You know, is the electric company going to do something? And right. all the journalists can do is ask about Kung Fu virus. Right. I mean, come on. That's what yeah. I think people are fed up with is we want information. And so then we're forced to go to the internet where you don't know where the hell that's going from. Right. And, and everybody can find, it's kind of like church and, and, and Bible scriptures. I can make anything say anything I want it to say sure. just by how I, what I believe and what I twist. So yeah. um, I see a real lack of in public, the people um, and in media, because they're a reflection of the, of the people in critical thinking skills. We don't teach people how to think critically instead what they do is we are a public relations nightmare and now it's caught up with us. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm, you brought up, yeah, I mean, words obviously matter, but, um, and, and obviously Trump is, uh, 
you know, on, on one end of the spectrum using things to cause a reaction and um, right. it's obviously worked for him. So why would he stop on that standpoint? Uh, whether that's right or wrong, <laughs> it's not an endorsement, but um, I, 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 it's interesting because, um, uh, and maybe this is, maybe we're getting too political, but say, say people will complain about Walmart, right? Um, and they'll list all the things about Walmart, but yet everybody shops at Walmart. Right. Uh, the same thing with the media is um, people complain about the media, but at the same time, the media plays what they can sell, advertise. I mean, at right. least maybe that's a question. I'm not trying to make an assumption, but that's what it appears. They're selling stories that they believe they can sell advertising that people will watch. And so if we will watch those stories more than we'll watch positive stories, we're in it together. We're part of the problem. Right. I don't believe. Yeah. Well, I think we are part of the problem. We, we, but I think what we've done is we've allowed people to, we've allowed ourselves to consume crap. Yeah. Yeah. So we're used to it. When I used to do, and all I do now is I represent different clients and I give them information and I do stories about real people and stuff like that. And I'm like tooting my horn. I'm just saying I've always yeah. spoken on stuff and people love it because it's, it's positive and I've got people coming on going, Oh my God, you're just doing information you're just giving us things that we can and, and letting them decide i posted yeah. something that rush limbaugh wrote the other day which I'm, i don't pay attention to him people were coming out of the woodwork then i went in and got somebody else who had a completely different point of view and brought right. that on and people started going god rick thank you for giving us things to think about because right. that's critical thinking is you know it doesn't matter what um what they side us. Yeah, yeah it's what what do we believe and and why did we stop listening to one another yeah you know yeah. when did we when is it okay for me to to discount you know i mean we get this in our community you know you're a hater yeah well the only person i heard hating right now was you accusing me i was standing outside of i got invited to speak at a kindness rally okay. um, at, a, at the church down here it wasn't a church event it was a city event but it was down sure. at the and I was one of the speakers to come in and just talk about kindness and how kind, how to be kind. And I'm walking in and I've been outspoken in the community about lawlessness, not homelessness, but lawlessness, the people that are destroying our community with litter sure. and garbage and drugs and all that. Yeah. Um, so this protest is going on outside with some homeless advocates and they start screaming the F words at me and yelling at me. You're unkind, you're mean, you are, you're, you hate, you're a hater. And I'm just yeah. standing there. And I walk up to him and quietly real close. And I said, you know, the only hate I hear right now is coming from your mouth. <laughs> and she, yeah. they looked at me and they go, shut up, Rick Dancer, threw up some more expletives, you know. And yeah. then when I walked away and I said, you know, because I had to piss her off a little bit. I looked at her real close and I said, and I'm the one who got invited to speak at the kindness rally, not you. Yeah, the kindness rally. And she screamed and I walked away. But see, that's the hypocrisy that we've created in our culture is that, you know, let's all be kind, but then when it comes to you like, oh, you like Hillary Clinton or you like Donald Trump, well, it's okay to hate you because I don't, they're not, they're bad people. So, whoa, 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 yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. I still hate, hate is hate. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm getting off track. Yeah, I, yeah we, we got pretty political, but, uh, but I, I think I, that, that, but I think it's, it's, it's yeah. part of what's going on with this, yeah. you know, this yeah. virus as well is that if you don't, what scares me a little bit about this whole thing, is not as much the virus as it is this attitude that if you don't tow this line yeah. where you know, you're locking yourself in your house and you're doing this and you're doing this, then, um, you know, then people are, are they're calling you out on stuff. And it's yeah. like, you know, 
I posted a picture with me sitting with one of my guys I work with and he's in my truck all day. So we're sitting having lunch together yeah. and I take a picture and, and, and I get a bunch of people on there. You're not six feet apart. Well, you should have seen how closely we're sitting in the pickup, yeah. you know? And it's like, we work together. I can't, I, I can't yeah. do that. I can't do a six foot rule in my pickup truck. Yeah. Um, so they're well, no, we're not asking questions. Instead, we're just making accusations. Yeah. Well, I saw a post too. I thought it made a good point. Um, if you're, you know, we, we can still go get things to eat and support local businesses, coffee and that kind of stuff. Um, but like uh, someone posted, if you see a truck driver trying to go in, they're keeping the economy rolling, keeping the grocery store stock. They obviously can't go through the drive-through, but there's a rule you can't go through the drive-through. So, um, you know, run right. through the drive-through for the truck driver or something like that. And it's, it's uh, it definitely, and even in Tacoma, the, they've done a really good job of, um, there's three weekly calls, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they share the, the chamber sharing and the economic business development. And one of the things, I wouldn't even have thought of that, but they were talking about in the not unincorporated areas, they had to write a temporary exemption for the noise ordinance to allow trucks to come in at abnormal times to stock the grocery stores. Right. You know, so it's just, I mean, there's so many moving pieces that uh, it, it's pretty wild. Well, in terms of your, I, I, I would say this, I don't think there's this big agenda, on yeah. like, especially on the part of local media to yeah. go out and mis, mislead the public. I, I don't think I, that's the conspiracy thing. I don't, I don't know, but I don't buy that. Yeah. I think it's honestly just lack of staff, yeah. uh, laziness. Um, they have to turn so much product and they're just, so it's just the, whatever's easy on the wire, you just throw it out there. And yeah. then of course, you know, okay, now that, you know, the, the first, we had our first, you know, person die from this. So yeah. I'm sure they were all trying to localize that and go around <laughs> and figure out ways to blow it into a bigger, did you know, do you, are you afraid that people, and I don't watch, so I don't know, but this is back in my day, this is what would have happened is, you know, knocking on doors and does that bother you that the woman was from Springfield or the man was from Springfield and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and that kind of stuff, which doesn't, you know, does that do us any good? What, what right. does be good is, do I need to prepare? Why don't I need toilet paper? Right. Um, you know, can I use a tube sock? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I can <laughs> find many things I want more than toilet paper. If yeah. I'm going to, if I'm going to hoard things, it's going to be good beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, you can still pick those up. They can still do growler fills and those kind of things. Well, kind of a, I guess that, you know, bring us back to the COVID thing. Um, so in 2008, you left the media to, to make a run for secretary of state in Oregon. And yeah. not too coincidentally, uh, that you were running against Kate Brown, who's now uh, the okay. governor of Oregon, right? So I could very well have been in this position, which is, thank you, God, that I didn't have yeah. to do this. Can you, well, that's what, so our governor here up in Washington, Inslee, um, you know, was one of the first and starting to shut things down. And, um, you know, initially it was three counties. The schools were shut down for six weeks. And I remember Governor Brown um, shortly thereafter shut schools down for two and then all of our schools were shut down. Um, and so that's, yeah, tough decision. We're, we're now through the 28th of April. Yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, and it's, it's easy, I think, to criticize her. <clears throat> you know, you did this. And, and I'm, I'm the first guy. I cannot stand people telling me what to do. So yeah. when you tell me I can't leave my house or something like that, that's a real issue for me. So, yeah. but, but I understand she's in a position and is it real, not real? I, I don't know. She yeah. has to make the best decision. So I'm not going to sit and criticize her. Right. But here's the thing I kind of think is interesting in terms of this whole issue, even with the president. What a huge thing that would say 
if mayors, governors, and all these people who are making economic decisions for us right. on my business, if you said, you know what, I'm going to take a pay cut too, because I'm a good leader. So yeah. I'm going to take a pay cut and freeze my pay because I know the pain I'm inflicting on you. How much more, how much better would you feel? And even if that's just a drop in the bucket, but how much better would you feel going, wow, we're in this together? You know what yeah. I mean? But see, we don't, and I, I posted something like that. And people are, well, it's not her fault. I'm not saying it's her yeah, fault. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying you set a standard. If I'm going to have six employees and I'm going to start to, I'm going to take a cut too so that yeah. all my employees understand that we're in this thing together. Yeah. And as a nation, how much more could you bring us together to me? Yeah. And as a state of Oregon or Washington, if you're in there going, you know, because what you're still getting your purrs, <laughs> you know, you're still getting your salary. And, and what about us and private business people? You know, yeah, and I, I don't I don't know the legalities of that because I know that's been brought up with the the Congress and stuff like that. I don't think you can make a vote up or down on your own salary. You can choose to donate, obviously, as a, a right. citizen. Peter Defazio does that in Oregon. He donates, yeah. but but you know, I mean, just as a until this is over yeah. or something. Yeah, um, I think it's just you know we need to be coming together, not not yeah. not most black you know throwing people under a bus yeah. because they stood too close to each other. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like not, it's like Germany or something. I feel like we're in the USSR, which is, you know, the former Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, you know, people sitting there, to, call them out. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. It's like, yeah. you know what? Reporting on each other. Yeah. I still live in America. Yeah. I still live in the United States of America and I'm still free. Now, do I need to be watching out for my fellow man and woman and, and uh, non-gender specific people? Yes, yeah. of course I do. But... Um, at some point I do get to decide for myself if I'm going to go out and do a run and stay yeah. away from people and I don't need somebody peering in with their little glasses to see what right. I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Take care of yourself and control what you can control. Follow, follow the, well, and that's too, uh, I saw like Safeway, um, I, I think it's cross the nation, Safeway and Albertsons they are sitting aside Tuesdays and Thursdays from seven to nine for at risk people to be able to go in and shop. And that's a great example of, right. uh, you know, a for-profit company trying to lead by example. It's not being imposed on them, right. um, you know, and so if we do more of those proactive type of things, then the government doesn't have to intervene, right? So, right. Um, and you know, John, are, I was sitting there the other day and I'm thinking as a business guy, like, okay, so I can't do anything about clients leaving. Um, they don't have any money either. And yeah. what can I and my wife and I sat and talked about it. So what, that's when I started saying, I'm just going to give all my clients a free show. Yeah. Um, I do video shows. So I'm going to give them yeah. free stuff to help them, to really help them. And that has been the most amazing thing because all of them are super excited about it. And yeah. they know it's a, it's a small gesture, but it's also, now I'm starting to do other free things and things are coming in. I mean, I still got to get paid, but I'm realizing, um, if we have to serve our way out of this, yeah, um, this is not something we can buy Make our way out of. Sacrifices, yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's it's a it's it's serving people where they're at and trying to help people. Like when this company, this vegetable company, needed to get rid of their groceries, you know, their, their fresh fruits and vegetables. I yeah. remember did a live. Took me ten minutes. They've had nine, ten thousand views, and people are coming on going, "I didn't know that. That's yeah. so awesome." So you stand back and you go, isn't that what's part of, this is what this is kind of, yeah. this is how you heal stuff. Right. You know? And and if everybody in our own little well, way does that to people, I think that that's how you fight the negativity. Right. It's how you fight the, 
the gnarly memes and uh, you know, I'm so sick of people blaming whether it's Hillary Clinton or the president or whoever, stop yeah, the governor, blaming. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, you know what I mean? Just stop blaming and start look to being productive about something, yeah. you know? I and mean, that's not going to yeah. get us anywhere. And a lot of the people crying for this or that, and then all of a sudden their, their true heart comes out and you'll see this slam against somebody. And I'm going, see, you just, everything you said positive, you just lost yeah. because you're true. You're, you just, you hate somebody and yeah. you want, you're going to use this to get them down. And we don't have, to, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I got people that may die. I got neighbors that may get sick. I don't have yeah. time to be bopping yeah. around with that kind of crap. Yeah, businesses. Well, you brought up a great point. So Rick 1.0 is the journalist, right? Rick 2.0, the politician. And then Rick 3.0, the entrepreneur. And, um, and that was, uh, you know, something we've talked about a lot. I mean, you've been on the cutting edge of using Facebook Live, particularly um, for like a local advancement of business and those kinds of things. So maybe I guess, um, I, I, I guess you'd call it guerrilla marketing in the sense that not very many people are using it very effectively. Um, and you've done that not only locally in Springfield and Oregon or in Eugene, but spread that out to uh, smaller communities in Oregon to help promote, um, you know, places you can go and that kind of thing. So what, um, I guess to kind of wrap it up as far as, um, how businesses can help themselves and help each other, um, you know, especially in the, like you mentioned, in the midst of COVID-19. Um, I think, John, I think you, as business people, we have to be willing to innovate. Yeah. You know? And everything yeah. I did up to this point was everything up to this point. Now right. I have to find ways to change with what I've been given instead of crying and whining. And I, yeah. I already, I did that, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, but, but it's kind of getting yourself to this point going, okay, so if I'm open to this, what could this turn into? Sure. How do I mold this just a little differently yeah. so I can kind of head off in that other path like that? Yeah. Because I've had to do that. I was a cancer survivor. I, I mean, yeah. I, that stuff comes in and you have to be able to go around it or over it or under it. And yeah. it's covert and subversive. So you don't go in there and just go blah, 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 blah. You go yeah. in and you start going and don't tell other people how to do it. I'm just maneuvering my way through this. Right. And, um, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I've, I've had customers leave. Yeah. And I'm, if I think about tomorrow or next week, yeah, I'm pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. If yeah. I think about right now, what can what I, do I have today? to do? And what did I yep. do today? Oh my gosh, I got to do this and I helped them and I did this. So yeah. those become my focus. And then tomorrow I'll wake up and then what do I get to do today? Yeah. Yeah. And then what do I get to do today? And as that happens, I think it'll start forming. But I mean, everybody out there, this, I think it's an opportunity. Um, it sucks. It yeah. really sucks because I was getting real comfortable and I'm 60 years old and I have retirement in five years is my yeah. plan. Yeah. And I still want that to be my plan. But um, that's not that's not what this is all about. Right. I get to keep. I get to every day. I get to, you know. People go. How can you be sixty years old and you're using media, social media, in a way right. that like, millennials are? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know how it is. It's because I listen to them. Yeah, yeah. They work with me and they say, Rick, you should do this. You should do that. And so what do I do? I do it. Okay. And then sometimes I fall flat on my face. Right. But other times you hit the magic sweet spot. And so this is just another moment. I'm trying to look at this like this is another attempt for me to find the next sweet spot. Right. And, and it looks, it doesn't, it doesn't look very sweet right now. Yeah. And it, it, there's a lot, you know, but I am not going to be fearful. 
I think that right now the country is operating on fear. You know, it, it, I, I read a book by a guy and it, this is the top of the mind. It's called the top of the mind. So here's where my creative energy, this is where I do my best thinking. Everything yeah. comes in here. And then if it goes down into my lower cortex, that's when I'm thinking fight or flight. Sure. This country right now, every, most people are in fight and flight right now. And I have got to get back up into that part of my head that where while they're fighting and flighting, I am flying. Because yeah. I'm thinking, wait a minute, while they're focusing on what's wrong and why President Trump did this and yeah. you know, what so-and-so said, I'm going to be moving through this other chain of command. And I think as real entrepreneurs, um, that's what we get to do now is yeah. let them go ahead and bitch and bitch. Um, and while they're bitching, I'm going to be creating something brand new in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're living proof. You know, you, um, uh, uh, business isn't just a young man's game, right? Um, no. And, and you, you know, run, that's, that's a funny thing. I'm 60 years old and people are yeah. going, well, you want to retire? And I go, when I hit 65, my plan, my wife's and my plan is I'm still working, but I'm doing yeah. the Pacific Northwest travel stuff yeah. rather than the Rick Dancer stuff. So I'm, yeah. my exit plan is that, you know, that I want to be in, um, Rome, Oregon. Okay. At, 89 years old, still doing something on this new funky gadget we have that, oh yeah, they used to do Facebook, but we got this new thing and I'm going to be standing on there and talking about giving people a voice. Cause you know, John, for me, the whole thing in my life is everybody has a voice and they should be able to use it. And that's yeah. what makes me run. That's what yeah. makes me operate. And if yeah. I keep that at the top of my head, I can live, I can do that until I'm dropping over i'll die in a town and that nobody even knows about and they'll just yeah. burn me up and throw me out and i don't <laughs> I'm just kind of put you in the ditch but, but i just you know i already told my wife at my funeral only three people talk you my son jake and my son jesse all the other people are going to give an image of this horse bullshit rick dancer that they think is who i am yeah. those are the honest those are the only three people that really know <laughs> yeah. yep there you go so yeah, well, I do encourage your audience to go out. Just, just think outside the box, man. Think yeah. This is our opportunity to think outside the box. Yeah. And don't sit and don't. You know, the media is not bad. Just, just get your get your information from somebody that is really doing their homework. Yep. And you have to study. It's not you know living life is not a spectator sport. And right. We think it is. Yeah. Um, you know, to love is an action word. To be a community yeah. is an action word. To yeah. have to be an entrepreneur means action. It you doesn't do something. Everything yeah. is action. And so we got to be doing something in order to have action. Well, we, you know, as you know, we, uh, our primary audience is property restoration. So a lot of what you're doing, you're trying to communicate into a document, you know, our exactimate estimates or estimates to tell the story of the loss. Um, and you're a big proponent of telling the story of, yeah. you know, the story behind the story for business owners and, and getting that out in the community and those kinds of things. So uh, for, business people that want to kind of see what you're doing and get, uh, get a grasp on um, how you're approaching media and, and maybe even getting a hold of you. What's the best route to do that? Um, really email Rick at rickdancer.com. Um, I have a website, rickdancer.com. Yeah. Um, and then I have Facebook pages, but they, I've got a, a million of them and they're all different yeah. names. <laughs> you got to keep people interested. My yeah. newest one is silver wave. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, what often imitated never replicated right that's, so, that's right you got to keep yeah. moving but if you yeah. go to if you want to talk to me or ask me questions or something like that it'd be rick at rickdancer.com that's my email and the rick best way to get a hold of me awesome rick well i appreciate you as a person and thank you for taking the time for uh for uh, sharing your insights on this
topic? No, I appreciate it. I'm going to go now. Uh, the gym that I go to, there's a bunch of like 20 of us, and there's a couple of teachers, and we're all going to Cal Young Middle School out on the oh. field, the football field. We all stay six feet apart, and we do an hour-long workout out there in the, in the field. There you um, go. Because you got to stay, even though you got to be six feet apart, you got to stay in community. Make the best of what uh, what you got. That's awesome. We're trying yeah. until next week when it rains. Then we're going to figure out. Then we get a new problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you got to figure that out. Yep. You still yeah, run in the I, huh? You still run in the rain though, right? I live in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you know, Washingtonians. You guys know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never yeah. melt. Yep. I never melted once. Yeah. I just tell myself, you know, Rick. This is the shower you're going to get in a few minutes anyway. Yeah, there you go. Precursor. It's all natural. Yep. Well, thank you, Rick. <laughs> well, I, I do run in clothes, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. All right. Well, thank you. See you, buddy. Well, that's a wrap for another episode of the Diojo podcast. I don't know about you, but every time I talk to Rick, I'm always challenged and inspired. Um, with what he is doing <laughs> I don't want to say he's an old man because uh, he's definitely not old and frail but you know he's along in years and he'll be the first to tell you that but the guy runs what did he say eight miles a day uh, it's constantly posting you know workout videos and those kinds of things um, like he said that's how he keeps his mental sanity you know his mind continuing to churn and then as a business person, as an entrepreneur, um, I was really encouraged about what he said. You know, I mean, that's the reality for a lot of people. He was coming in, business dropped out, and so finding new ways to create value. And, you know, that, that idea, if you don't know what to do, just create some value. See what you can do to serve others and hear about what others are doing. And that might open more doors for you. Um, I know I can connect with that. I remember in 2008, um, well, 2009 really, you know, the end of 2008, um, I had my own business. We were going along at a great clip and, the, you know, our book was full. And then I want to say January, February 2019, just, you know, nothing. Uh, 2019, 2009, um, the phone stopped ringing. There was no calls. Even customers that we had lined up, you know, had to back out because either they couldn't get the financing or they wanted to, you know, reserve what little money they had. Uh, and that was a really challenging time for a lot of us, you know, where um, a very humbling time, you know, so coming out of that. So, you know, um, the new generation that didn't experience 2008, uh, you know, they're going to need some help, you know, and that's where we can come alongside of each other and say, hey, this is even in an industry like property restoration, which is quote unquote recession proof, you know, there's going to be challenges. And um, I'm hearing awesome, you know, encouraging things of people that are, you know, just dialing it in. Um, and I think that's what it's forcing us to do. Um, you know, it, that's, I think one of the beautiful stories, I don't really want to name names, but, um, you know, there's a, a, a good friend and peer in the industry here locally in Washington uh, wasn't hit with COVID-19, but was hit with sickness that really knocked him out of being able to work. And uh, he just started his business. I feel really for people that have just started their business and then this drops um, on all of us, uh, this uh, coronavirus. And uh, so his business was Im impacted. But a, a group of people um, 
you know, I guess I'll say that Clark Brown with Alliance of Independent Restorers put a GoFundMe together. And uh, I think when I checked in, there's like $1,200. They had a goal of like 10000 And so I put a few pennies in the bucket. <clears throat> and then by the next day, they're over half their goal. I think day two or day three uh, exceeded the goal. And so I just want to give a shout out to our community. It's a testament to, um, you know, I, I will say names. Blaine Perry is a giver. You know, I, I haven't known him for a long period of time, but what I have known of him, he's very generous with his time. He's very opinionated, um, but he's very, gen you know, like most of us in the industry are. Uh, but he's been generous with his time. You know, he does go out of his way to help people. And, uh, you know, shout out to Clark Brown and AIR for putting that together. And it's just been amazing to see people come around him. Um, you know, I know that's, you can't always do it for everybody, but it, it, it's been fun to be a part of seeing, you know, people reach out and, you know, whether that'll be enough to long-term save his business, you know, um, will, will be yet to be seen. But uh, it, it's just been encouraging to see that from our industry, um, you know, and, I wrote um, a history of collaboration, a future of advocacy, which launched through the Intentional Restorer on Restoration and Remediation magazine. If you watch the video for that, it's an interview with Ed Cross, a long form interview, kind of his background and how our, in, you know, the RAA and the AGA, IICRC, and a lot of those things are coming together. We're seeing some very positive things where collaboration is coming together. And we're winning together. Connect, collaborate, and conquer has always been, you know, close to my heart. And so it's been awesome to see that. If you watch the video for that article, um, which will now be the opening video for these interviews, the Intentional Restorer and Three Questions with a Pro, um, Ed Cross put that together. So in addition to being, you know, a kick-butt lawyer who advocates for property restoration, being the founding committee chair for the AGA, recently named the Restoration Contractor Advocate as part of that AGA effort. Um, you know, he's also a very talented um, uh, video editor. Uh, and so you got to see it. Uh, I'm so excited to have that. Uh, that was super nice of Ed to put that together. Um, so if, if you get a chance, check that out. Give Ed a shout out for his talents. Um, and again, uh, shout out to just the great efforts from many, many people within our industry to continue to help each other. That's what I'm a part of a, a series of other groups where people are trying to help each other get access to respirators. So many contractors have donated, you know, to medical professionals and those kinds of things. So, um, it's those have been some really awesome, beautiful things that have come out of this pandemic. And I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of the industry, all of you, and for all of you that are trying to do the right thing and, and help each other out. Uh, that's awesome. You know, it just gives us hope that we got this. So I hope you enjoyed this interview with Rick and his perspectives on entrepreneurship and adaptation and innovation and continuing to just keep going. So keep doing your thing and we will see you next time. Thank you.
Okay, we're live. So what is this thing that we're doing? Is this like a show you do? Yeah, yeah people just flip out. I don't know. And so, Tell me about it. You know, um, it doesn't matter if you're a Trump fan or not. I don't care. Yeah. But the 